True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am so excited today. My friends from SAS are here, Kelly and Anselmo. How are you guys today? Fantastic. I'm doing great. Awesome. Absolutely ready for this. Love it. New year. year. It is a new new year. We're recording this right in the beginning of 2021. And, you know, Anselmo, I have to say, Anselmo asked me about getting on the podcast a while ago. And I said, no. And you're the only person I think I've ever said no to. And the reason is, um, well, one, we don't normally um, promote vendors just for the sake of promoting vendors on the show. But you and I were already engaged in working together. And I wanted to wait because I think the episode will bring so much more value to have real numbers. And you guys can talk a big game. I've heard it. And so I wanted to actually put the numbers to work and see uh, with our properties and the experience, um, how well you did. So listeners are going to have to stay tuned to the end to find out if you guys actually delivered on your results. They can probably guess by the fact that I let you on the show, but we'll, we'll talk about all the, all of that. Yeah. Anyway. Either that or it's, this is what you don't do. Yeah. This could just be a giant blast on you guys. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Learning lesson. (laughs) So, you know, I just, for my audience, I want them to know that, um, you know, we work together. I want to disclose that up front. We have hired you guys for a number of our properties and probably will do so for, for more as well. Um, and so let's just start there. What, what does SAS provide? What services do you offer? How do you help multifamily operators? The, the big piece about SAS is that we focus around water efficiencies and being able to reduce that water and sewer expense line. And so that in turn will correlate into a improved NOI, which is critical, especially right now. Um, And then, uh, especially like if you have a bridge loan and you're gonna refi in a couple of years, then you're able to you know, take on that asset value boost because you reduce that water and sewer expense line you know, 20 to 40% on average. So we focus on the water efficiencies through the consultation and installation of ultra high efficiency toilets, the shower heads, as well as the faucet aerators. And so many uh, owners out there on multifamily assets don't realize sometimes how those toilets are actually impacting you know, the, the bottom line on the property. When, when each of us are flushing the toilet three to five times a day, you know, and if you have a property built prior to 1985, you know, that's probably a, a, a good, you know, hey, we need to take a look here because there's modern technology that works and that can really you know, put a cap on that water loss. Absolutely. Um, and I want to hear about that t- technology as well. Um, so for us, you know, we met, uh, I don't know, eight, eight or 12 months ago through social media. And so we started talking. It wasn't quite right for us. And I'll be honest, my first objection was, 
um, okay, they're going to come in, they're going to replace the toilets and the shower heads. Can't I do that myself? And so on one of our properties, we said, forget it. We're going to go do it ourselves. <laughs> and so we started and we bulk ordered toilets. And um, I think like just 20 at a time, right? And we're like, let's start with 20. We'll run through it. And so I don't know if we made it to toilet 12, honestly, because <laughs> our maintenance guys like backed up. They've, they've got the regular maintenance things to do. And so there, there wasn't really anyone available to like fit it in. And so they were fitting it in when they had a free afternoon and, you know, it was months and months and months and, you know, maybe 12 toilets done. So yeah. talk to me about like that objection that you might hear and why it makes sense to bring in someone like you guys versus just doing it ourselves with our in-house staff that I'm already paying for. I think they just need to repeat what you just said. So go back 15 seconds <laughs> and just listen to Justin again, because he explained it perfectly. But, you know, as you mentioned, this is all we do all day, every day across the country. We have crews out there installing toilets. Um, your on-site maintenance staff, I guarantee you when they got to toilet 12, they were thinking, I do not want to do this anymore. I want to go do a make ready. I want to go do something else. So that's why I think it's perfect to engage us, engage our crews. That's what we do. Uh, we've seen it all. We know how to react to some of the things that we come across when you know, dealing with water, toilets, um, tenants. We've come across all those issues. So we know how to address them. And again, that, that's what we do all day, every day. Yeah. Oh, love it. Absolutely. So let's say um, I'm an operator. I am, right? I own, I own multifamily property. Most of our listeners own or will own multifamily property very soon. Um, on this show, we talk about what happens after the close, which is why I definitely want to talk to you guys about the operations of our properties. And so, yeah, I'm looking at my water bill and I'm seeing that you know, obviously we want to, that's a huge expense. And especially with COVID, uh, everyone's home. And they're flushing that toilet all throughout the day when normally they might've been at work and they're running the water and everything else. So water bills for us had gone up uh, in 2020. And so uh, can you take me through from the point that I say, ah, you know, I got a pretty high water bill or maybe I don't, I don't, maybe I don't know how that compares. You know, what do I do when, when I call you guys? What is that process like? Take us through step-by-step. Step. Yeah, I think that there are so many owners out there that, that don't know if their property is consuming the right amount of water uh, based upon you know, the number of residents that they have, how large the property is. And, and I think sometimes maybe there's a fear associated with that, that if they reach out and they start to ask the questions that either they're going to, you know, potentially be judged that I don't know enough about my property or that they're going to uncover, you know, this huge, you know, challenge. And it's actually just the opposite. So, you know, and Selma and I are very passionate uh, about being able to conserve water as well as energy. Uh, but at the same time, we love to give back in the community through education. And that's the biggest part is that we get in the weeds on the numbers of, you know, how many gallons a day per person, you know, should they be consuming? And the demographics of the property, you know, like if, you know, is it mostly uh, residents that are, um, you know, hospital employees, they're probably going to be more sift. So what are the property patterns occurring? So those are things that we can help with educating and then backing in. So our advice is anybody 
out there that has a property um, that, hey, you know, we are looking for ways to improve cash flow and to also understand um, about the water efficiency on the property, whether or not you proceed forward or not, reach out to us. And then, you know, how do we walk through that, right? Well, uh, great. I mean, one thing that I always advise is don't compare properties by dollar amounts because water and sewer rates are, they are variable across the country, even from city to city. Yep. So if you're measuring your portfolio or just a property, comparing it to a sister property in terms of dollars, you may, may be missing out on a significant opportunity. So I always look at the consumption, right? So two identical properties, they consuming, uh, one's consuming twice as much as the other, there's opportunities there. So that's where you'd reach out to us, engage with us. It's really simple. You know, typically we can put together a really conservative pre-proposal just off of the property name, the address, and the unit mix. And then within 24 hours, I can have a proposal back to you. So it's really simple. We get that information right back to you uh, so that you can move forward and, and see if it pencils for you, see if it makes sense for you, and then we can engage from that point on. And the nice thing about that proposal that you send is that it includes not only um, what it might cost per door and for the total project, but the flip side of what it will save, right? And so that's there's two parts to this equation. Lots of times I hire people, I spend money, and I kind of just hope for the best, right? Um, <laughs> here, there's a there's an upside, and so um, what do you typically see as a like what's a good payback period? For, for an investment like this? Usually, you know, our average is running about 12 to 14 months. It really depends also on, you know, where the property is located and, you know, some other, you know, variables in it, but that is a pretty good average. Um, I would suggest that anytime you see an ROI of less than 24 months on this type of project, it should, it should definitely be considered to be phased in at some point. Um, and now is the perfect time because, you know, everybody's really sensitive about rent increases and, you know, what are some of the other opportunities where you can really boost uh, some of the NOI on the property, or even, you know, if you're in an area where you can build back some of the water, then, be able to address the efficiencies on the property and the residents see that and then you're able to implement the the rubs or the bill back in a more successful you know sequence than just shifting the problem right so let's you know this i think makes a hundred percent sense if I'm paying the utility bills for my tenants and in Kentucky, that's what we do. We have all included rents. And so that any dollar savings on that bill is a dollar in my pocket. But what if I have a property where the tenants pay their own bills? Maybe we're already submetered. Does it make sense for me to invest uh, all this money into ripping out all the toilets and aerators and, and everything else? Can you talk to that? We get that question all the time. Don't we? All the time. We get it a lot. Yeah. That's a, usually what the first thing in their plan is to implement a rubs program, right? So it's the way I look at it is you've got this really high water and sewer expense. And then the first thing I'm going to do is pass it on to the residents, right? And by passing it on, I'm also going to ask them to pay a higher rent. 
whenever that renewal comes up. So our goal is, hey, how can we reduce that water and sewer expense that you're about to pass on to the resident so that when it comes time for that renewal to pass on that increase in rent, it's a lot easier for you to justify it to them. You can show, hey, we've made this investment to reduce the water and sewer expense through this program. And that's why we're asking for, you know, a rent increase. It's almost like an, another amenity you can offer in that regard where you're showing them these are low flow, your utility bill is going to be lower. It makes this place a great place to live. Yeah. And a lot of the neighboring properties are, are probably, you know, implementing water efficiencies or are considering it. So when, when it time, when it comes up for renewal for that resident and, you know, they, you know, take a look around, you don't want to lose that resident because they're, you know, the revs on another property is, you know, $10 less a month because residents are moving for $10 less a month somewhere. So it's something that we really have to be sensitive about and understand. Got it. Great. Great. Totally get it. Um, another objection that, uh, and someone, you know, we had on, on another one of our properties is that frankly, uh, we already have sewer backups. We already have, um, and there it doesn't seem like there's enough water going through the pipes to keep pushing everything out. So why on earth would I come in with low flow? And I've heard all these sto horror stories about, uh, things getting backed up and stuck in those pipes. And so, so how do I justify that and know that, you know, I'm going to go invest a good amount of money in these low flow toilets that are then going to back up my, my sewer lines. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Justin, I think you mentioned like social media and how, uh, the potty princess. I'm going to, she's going to get about into this. that for sure. She's yeah. going to talk about this because this is perfect segue into yeah. why you engage with us, even when there are, you know, low flow issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I garnered the nickname, the potty princess a few years ago. And I think part of that is because we talk about water efficiencies, but we talk about that for toilets and um, it, it can be an uncomfortable topic for, you know, some people. Uh, so we try to bring a little bit of humor to it, but what's really important and what everybody that's, you know, watching today should take away is that not all toilets are created equal. So they may have the packaging of the WaterSense certified logo. They may have the packaging that they're low flow, but the actual performance of the toilet is where you're seeing potentially some of those posts on social media or inside of groups that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having to jet my lines, you know, every week because of the sewer backup. And it has to do with, that has to do with how far can you push the waste down the line? How far does it carry? And if you think about it, you know, the typical toilets that are out there today are designed the same way that they were you know, 40, 50 years ago with the fill valve and the flapper with the chain, right? So really the only thing that's changed is the design of the toilet and then maybe a little bit of reconfiguration inside the trapway. And then, and then it's just using less water. So you're asking this toilet to use less water, but push the same amount of waste. And we're using much more water today than we were, you know, 20 years ago. So now that's even you know more increased so with that we actually installed the niagara stealth toilets and i know that that's what we placed on your property we only install those toilets and the reason being is because niagara actually re-engineered the toilet 
They don't have flappers in them. They um, are able to flush at 0.8 gallons per flush. And through that, it's a vacuum assist technology. So when you release the flush, it's almost like it, it's releasing an air pocket. So it's like siphoning the waste out and it's carrying it down the line. And the Niagara toilets have the furthest line carry of any other ultra high efficiency toilet that's available today. That is key when you're talking about aging properties. But I do wanna share that there are properties out there that just cannot support you know, efficient technology. And that's part of our due diligence when we're coming out before an installation commences and we complete a full assessment. If we get on property and we're going through the full assessment and testing some items, having some conversations with the on-site staff, and we're starting to have some concerns, we're going to come back to you with that and you know, either suggest that we test or that we just don't, we, we just don't install. That what, might, what might cause that? Is it the age, the, the material, like what, what would cause you guys to say, no, that we're not, we're not a great fit here? Um, so cast iron plumbing uh, definitely is, is something that, you know, you'll see on very aging properties. I'm not saying that that's a no. Um, it's just that we'll take an extra look at that. And at that point, we may make a recommendation to place a toilet in, instead of a 0.8, we may make a recommendation to place in one of our other Niagara toilets that might be a 1.28, right? Okay. So we're not just going to go, you know, all in at 0.8, but 99% of the properties that we engage on, the Niagara toilets are, are working very efficiently and we're able to place that 0.8 in there. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I love that you guys will actually turn down work if, if it's not the right fit for, for the property. Um, you know, getting into real estate and, and asset management and operations, uh, I never thought I'd get as in the weeds as, as we do. And we have to about line carry and, and terms like that, but you know what, it's, it's all important and it all affects the bottom line, you know, we're getting in the bowl here. Yeah. That's get in the bowl. Is that the terminology? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting down in the bowl. Here we go. Um, but we have to, we have to, because every dollar counts and whether it's a dollar saved from the, the flush or now I've got to rip up my, my floors and, and jackhammer and rip out something in the line, you know, that's going to be a problem too, a, a very expensive problem potentially as well. So it's something that, you know, we, we definitely want to consider and, and has, has caused nervousness even on my part in the past. Um, and I know we held off on one property for a while until we did some full evaluation and full testing because we want to make sure that this is the right fit for that property because we were extra concerned about it. Absolutely. So I want to hear, I want to get back to the potty princess thing, but before we do that, um, you mentioned some smart technology um, and maybe that's, you know, the Niagara bowl. Um, but what else, what else are you guys doing to help us monitor what's happening with the water at our property? Yeah. Do you want to expand? On yes. The yes. We do have some water sensor technology. That's really cool. And the reason why it's cool is because it allows a property to monitor their water consumption in real time. So up to the minute. Uh, the cool thing about this is once we place that technology on your property, uh, within two weeks, it kind of identi it does identify the water consumption behaviors of your property. 
So anytime something is inconsistent with what those behaviors are, it'll identify that and notify you as, a, as an owner, as a property manager, as a maintenance staff that, hey, either we've identified a leak or we've identified abnormal consumption. But the great thing is it's so much nicer to be identified and notified before you get that really high water bill or before that leak has bubbled up to the surface and created a lot of issues. Uh, so that technology alone, it's really inexpensive as well compared to uh, you know, some of the others out there. It's easy to put on a water meter. It's basically like a bracelet. So it's easy to install. It's all in the cloud. Uh, so you can get it on your phone, access all your data. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? I, I mean, so, it's awesome. No, so so I just, is it, it's, so it's something that goes on the meter itself, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not necessarily um, putting, it's not like it's putting meters on units if it's not individually metered. You're just talking about, this attaches to the meter and helps us identify um, when there's an excess from, from the norm. Um, so if I have one meter or two meters on the property, whatever that, that makes sense. If I'm individually metered, are you then putting this technology on every single meter in all of the units? You could, um, and, and monitor that way. Um, and, you know, the, the thing though, is that this was something that a lot of our owners were asking for, and they're acquiring those class C, class B value add properties. Most of those properties are going to be master metered right? They're not going to be submetered. So through that, being able to identify a solution for them that works, that's stable, and that's cost-effective because the typical hold time for, you know, these Class C properties, you know, was three to five years. I think, you know, now we're starting to see some holds five to seven years, but um, that is the piece that really, you know, I guess really accelerated our focus last year when you know we went into shelter in place was being able to test and a whole bunch of different options out there and pilot and be able to determine what is the best solution. So moving forward this year, um, that is something that is available in each one of our installations. Um, so we will, yeah, so we will partner post post install with, you know, all of those efficiencies in real time. And awesome. on most of these properties too, it, it's not a matter of, you know, if it's going to leak, it's really when it's going to leak, right? Uh, anybody that's been doing this for a while, or they all have that, that one story or multiple stories of, man, I got this really, really high water bill. And I had to figure out where that money was going to come from. So they've all had those horror stories. This is a kind of an insurance policy to help not only eliminate it, but maybe reduce it. Yeah. Resident moves out in the middle of the night and they decide that they're gonna turn mm -hmm. on the, the bathtub faucet and then you know just lock the bathroom door from the inside out and then leave. So that that really happened. I believe um, it, it. Happened, it happened last week um, on a property that we were monitoring. And uh, it was about 9:30 at night. I received the alert. I'm like, that's interesting. So I logged in. I'm like, okay, that usage is, you know, from minute to minute, it was like incredible. So I sent, sent a message over to uh, the maintenance staff and sure enough, they went out and they, you know, they were able to take a peek. They knew exactly where to go and uh, found out that that's what happened. The resident wow. you know, had 
had moved out that night and was irritated. It's cheaper to bust down the door and stop that, that flow tell you yeah. that. So, yes. wow. Crazy. Um, well, that's really cool. Really cool technology. Um, let's transition into social media and how you guys sort of adapted here in 2020 with COVID last year. Um, obviously branding, you know, the potty princess branding. Uh, I feel like every thread I see on LinkedIn, you're commenting on, uh, or someone's tagging you, you know, every time we talk about operations. Um, so just give us some insight into your approach and how you guys are building your business when we can't go to conferences and we can't, you can't open up booths and, and show everyone this Niagara toilet. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because we, we really started this towards the end of 2019, yeah. had no idea what, what was going to be in store for us for 2020. And, you know, and Selmo came to me one day and he was like, look, you really got to get out there on LinkedIn more. Um, and we need to get on some podcasts and, you know, I'm, I'm facing my fear going, yeah, I no, I, I'm too scared. To, I'm too scared to do that. And he's like, no, you you need to do it. And so I was like, okay. And so went out. And I think the first thing I did was I got engaged with Yana Weiss because can't he go was wrong running, there. Yeah. yeah. So he was running one of those, you know, ten day CRE challenges. So I'm like, okay, that's accountability. I got to do it. And it was amazing that so many individuals wanted to connect and, and just talk. And then there's just like this, this whole network and this wealth of knowledge and resources. And then it just kind of scaled from there. And I think, you know, more than anything between, you know, Yana being able to continue with those challenges of really bringing all of us together um, is, amazing. But then also, I mean, and Selmo and I as partners, you know, he pushes me in areas where, where I'm weak. And then I think I'd, I kind of push on areas where, you know, he's, he's looking to excel as well. So it just makes for a really good partnership and made it fun last year where it's like the camera is going to be our best friend and yeah. so social media. You, you mentioned trade shows too, right? I mean, we were, we were, there was every weekend it felt like there was some yeah. type of networking event or yep. trade show that we were going to. So uh, once everything happened, I mean, it was like, okay, yeah. well, I have to treat LinkedIn like my trade show booth. Yeah. Like I got to be present. I got to uh, meet people. I got to introduce myself to people. So that's really my, my approach to LinkedIn uh, last year was they treat it like my trade show booth, engage with people, interact with people, participate, uh, well, I have to say there's a line there because um, every day I probably get 10 people that add me on LinkedIn and most of the time they are spamming me with whatever I had someone like, I don't know, it doesn't matter what they were yeah. offering me yesterday. Right. <laughs> even that, even, even within the multifamily space, you know, accountants and lawyers and we're going to raise money for you. And so the space is very, very crowded with vendors that want my attention on LinkedIn in particular. Um, and you guys have done a great job of adding value first before the pitch, adding value to the people that you're connected with. And I want to give a very specific example in that just last week, Anselmo uh, posted uh, on LinkedIn about a, um, a tip that you heard from another operator and uh, where if any tenant get, identifies a leak that results in a work order, they give them a $10 gift card. And that resonated so well with me because we have 
in some of our properties, plenty of leaks. And what, what is the cost of, of that leak? Uh, usually a heck of a lot more than $10, right? Oh, yeah. In the best case scenario, we're certainly losing more than $10 of water. And, uh, and then if I have to hire a plumber or if it gets worse, and then there's the sheetrock and the leak and the flooring and whatever else that water's getting into uh, is gonna cost me a lot. And so just that little tip, uh, I took that and I told you, I rolled that out to all of our properties. And so now we have signs at all of our offices that say, if you spot a leak that results in a work order, uh, you get a $10 gift card. And one is Starbucks, one is Kroger, one is, and that's just great. They can pick what they want. But uh, thank you for that, number one. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to shout out that I'm, I'm admiring just the approach that you guys have, which is the sort of education first, networking first. And obviously, you have a great product and, and value that you're offering to people, um, but you figured out how to not do it so that it's so in your face um, where you're just pitching everybody. So yes. I just so, to you on thank that. You. Yeah, thank you. And, and I think I, I've, over the last five years, I've walked close to 400 properties and almost 40,000 units. And I'm talking about walking into every single unit yeah. to take a look at their toilet <laughs> shower heads and areas, right? Yep. You learn a lot and you see a lot. And so I always ask, you know, different operators, like you said, you know, hey, what's, you know, what are you doing? Uh, that one operator specifically, they have some of the best performing uh, properties that I've seen. And he'd mentioned that to me, hey, we know how destructive water is. So that $10 is nothing to me. But he also mentioned to me that it was key was that he also uses it as, because now he has a work order that has a timestamp on it mm -hmm. when it was submitted. Water is very important to him. He knows the value of reducing that expense and keeping it to a minimum. So he wants to see how quickly his maintenance staff is responding to something as a leak, right? So he's also using it to monitor what his maintenance staff is doing and how quickly That's they're great. able to address it. So, uh, you have, to, awesome. you have to monitor it, measure it. And, and uh, I immediately saw the value in that tip. And, and I <laughs> loved it. So please, uh, more of those. And, uh, and my bottom line will definitely appreciate you for, for that. And that was free, right? You just posted that on LinkedIn one day and I happened to be scrolling by at the right time and, yeah. and saw it. And so, uh, yeah, that's very much appreciated by me. And, and uh, I think you guys are doing a great job sort of balancing that, that line. And um, you've always been very helpful, even on projects we have not gone forward with. Uh, I have to give you guys credit for that and, and um, been very helpful walking someone who was new to this, um, you know, that we had not done a project like this a year ago and, and you guys uh, really helped us and understand the value. And it's been great to, to work with you guys. Yeah. That being I said, think, oh, go ahead, Kelly. I kind of take the, the, the motto of creating before you consume. Right. And, you know, from a social media aspect, you know, before you get out there and you start asking for somebody else's time or, you know, you start spamming their inbox, you know, you have to create some sort of value and credibility behind that. Um, why would you want to take a call with me or answer my DM? So, um, I, I have that in the back of my mind on a consistent basis now, you know, always create before we consume. And I think that that's helped with, with a, you know, a good balance, but there, it, there are not a whole lot of resources out there around what we do, like the educational resources and really getting into the fine details of backing into the numbers. Toilets aren't sexy. I mean, really, yeah. who wants no. to talk about a toilet? Yeah. <laughs> me. Well, 
so we want to be able to create yeah. that platform and we want to be able to be that phone a friend for any time and you know as as you had mentioned i mean even if you don't move forward on a project with us you know because it just doesn't make sense or it doesn't you know fit your business model that's okay you know the important thing is that you recognize that it that i need to at least inquire about it yeah. and we want to be able to help through that one last story before we get to the, the grand reveal here. Um, we were closing on a property this year that uh, we've not yet engaged you guys for, but but we'll be talking very soon. Um, and this is the end of 2020. And uh, one of our partners said, hey, um, I know that you guys have done the toilet project at, in Kentucky, um, but you've got to talk to to my guys. You know, they're they're so great. They're all over. I'm just, you know, I definitely want you to, to call them. I said, yeah, absolutely. You know, SAS is great. But if there's someone else, you know, let me let me know. Send it to me. No offense, but I'm always looking for as many vendors as possible. Um, and he texted me Kelly's information. <laughs> I said, well, we're already using them. <laughs> I said, we're good. Okay. I guess, I guess we're all good then <laughs> because well, I already got their info. That's who we used in Kentucky. So uh, you really had me on the edge of my seat. I, there. I, I, know. I can see you guys. I can oh, see you guys getting nervous there. Um, and uh, you know, it just goes to the power of, you know, how, how well out there you guys are and, and connecting. And, and so um, kudos to that too. So awesome. I think you found your niche and you found the bowl that you need to be in. And, and yeah. Um, Okay, so we hired you guys for uh, two properties in Kentucky last year. And um, the way that they bill in Kentucky, I think we did the project in August, and we're finally getting the numbers here in December, just because of how long the process takes. And I just, I'll give a quick testimonial here. I told you we started, we had a dozen, we tried to do the first dozen toilets, and we just could not find the time. Um, for both properties, I think we're talking 480 units or so. You guys knocked it out in a, less than a week and a half. I think it was seven days uh, for both properties. So number one, speed. You just knocked it out so fast. You got in and out of every unit. And I think there were a few that we couldn't get into and you left the toilets and they came back and fixed, finished it that week. I mean, really 98% coverage in seven days. Amazing, number one, because it happened so fast. Um, you also, in the proposal, allowed me to see what that savings might be. So it was much easier to run against my underwriter and say, look, here's the cost, but here's the savings. And here's our payback is going to be 10, 11, 12 months, whatever we were projecting. So that helps us to model it out and uh, really helped me to move forward and authorize that project. So now we've got our first uh, two months of data coming in here in November and December. And I can very confidently say we are down 36% water bills at one property and 33% at the other property. And we are thrilled by those numbers. We are so, too. <laughs> that was all bills paid too, right? All bills paid on this pro- these two properties. So that is direct money that's going back in our investors' pockets and back to the, the companies. So that's on one of those properties. Yeah. One of those properties is $4,000 a month that we are no longer paying in water. Uh, so let's take that. We multiply 4,000 by 12, $48,000 a year back to us that we are not spending out on, on toilets and, uh, and water costs. I believe that's a, uh, 10 month payback period for, for this project in particular. Um, that also adds value to the property, right? So we've got $48,000, no extra expense. So that all goes to the bottom line. So you divide that by the six cap that we're seeing in that market and we've added $800,000 of value to this property. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Yeah. 
<laughs> that's it. All right. Yeah, that's it. Show's <laughs> over. Really. I made everyone wait. Now I told you guys, I wanted to wait for the real numbers because I, we would have, whatever the numbers were, I wanted to, to test and see. So um, finally, I know a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, we got our numbers in let's, let's do the show and, and have you guys that. on. But um, you know, we're very transparent here on the show and, and I want to be transparent with you guys and, and you guys are very transparent with everyone. So uh, we're seeing great success. I'm very pleased and, and excited that that we did that project because especially on the all utilities paid, there's no reason we would never, never do that. Um, uh, that's just, I would, wish we did it a year ago or two years ago, honestly. <laughs> well, that's okay. At least you did it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, I just want to thank you guys for that. Um, where can uh, our audience reach out to you? How can they find you? Um, how can we get in touch and, and talk to you about proposals and, and ideas and questions? So we've got a couple different avenues. You can certainly reach out to us on our website, which is sasconserve.com. And you hit the contact us button. That actually hits my email box directly. Or uh, if you want to follow, you know, some of our educational drops that, uh, that we may be putting out there, you can follow me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. All you have to do is put in hashtag the potty princess. Just make sure that you put mm. the before it and you'll get directly to me. And what about you? Anselme? So I'm all over LinkedIn. So the best way to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, just look up my name and Selmo Torres the third. And like Justin mentioned, I'm dropping daily tidbits every Absolutely. day. And uh, hopefully one uh, you'll find a lot of value in one that I dropped for you. Well, listen, all, all the links to Kelly and Ensemo and their company and their social profiles and Potty Princess will all be in the show notes, truemultifamily.show. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We would love to, uh, to hear from you and hear what you thought about this episode. Kelly and Ensemo, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.